0: hello it is your host johnny from johnny's book reviews they say to have a spot you guys to go read so go read read anything in and, and everything but i really want you guys to read uh it's been a crazy year a lot of great books came out this year and then last year a lot of great books came out last year so it's been an, a great two years in the reading world so definitely check out any book that piques your interest, read it. And if it doesn't or carry your attention, you know, move on to the next one. So. All right. So this is the schedule for May. It's going to be very quick here. But uh, so the schedule is May 2nd, 2023. I reviewed Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yahos. One of the best sci-fi books I've read and is the best book I've read in 2023. As Dragons, Betrayal, Deception, Violence, Romance, and Battle Scenes. It's such a good book. 512, I was supposed to review Joan Fluke series, the Hannah Swenson series, but I wasn't able to, so that's what I'm doing now. This is the episode over that. This is a baker who does some detective work on the side. This Friday, uh, May 19th, I'm going to be reviewing In Order to Live by Yami Park uh, North Korean defector who escaped North Korea. This is a great book as well. And then the following week after that, on May 26, 2023, I'm going to be reviewing One Rose Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. This is a great book on a country singer making it huge. This is a fiction book and I'll be reviewing a lot more information about this. So, Stay tuned. Uh, that is the May schedule. I'm going to be uploading a couple other episodes, like ideas that I have and what has helped me read, etc. And I cannot wait to get into those episodes as well. I just want to give you guys like tips on how I've read, things that I've read, specifically on like banned books, why are books are getting banned. 2023 has seen the most banned books yet, and I really want to talk a little bit more about that and i have other ideas as well so stay tuned for those episodes today's episode will be over the hannah swenson series by joan Fluke. this is her popular series or this series has 29 books in the series and you should read them through read the series in order if you don't you're not you're going to be confused on what's happening with hannah and her friends and you're going to be confused with some plot, plot around the story, around uh, the series, Hannah Swenson. So with that, that's what I would say. But in this episode, I'm going to be discussing about the book, reviewing the book for you guys, discussing what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, and any lessons that I received from the book. So without further ado, let's get into it. So before we begin, let's talk about real estate. It's a really good passive income, but... How do you get into real estate? You have to buy the property and deal with annoying tenants. Who wants that, really? What if you could buy into a portfolio an account that buys the properties for you and handles the tenants? Is that such a thing? Yep. It's called a real estate index fund. but I use Fundrise. As this company is one of the better real estate index funds out there, you can start as low as $5. And if you use my referral link, you get $25 https slash slash fundrise.com slash r slash opr 3zp again it's fundrise.com slash r slash opr 3zp you'll get a 25 dollars i'll get 25 dollars as well but the main point is that you're going to be setting up a real awesome real estate portfolio risk fee you don't have to worry about the tenants you don't have to worry about buying the property. They have properties, commercial warehouses, and multi-million dollar apartment complexes. When you invest into this account, you're buying shares specifically into those buildings and those properties that they own. Now, but once you buy or put money into the account, it diversifies it into all the properties that they own. So again, Use my referral link, sign up, and get started with real estate today. Again, my referral link is farnes.com slash R-O-P-R-3-Z-P. Again, the referral link is O-P-R-3-Z-P-R. All right, what is this series about? Hannah Swenson decided to own her own bakery and called it Cookie Jar. She's doing well in that spot when murders keep on popping up in Lake Aiden, Minnesota. Hannah, who is redheaded, turns into an adult Nancy Drew detective who almost gets herself killed several times. Lake Eden hasn't seen murders until now. There's been several popping up in each book. And what I realize is that drone kills off people you don't like right away. Every time. It's an interesting idea, but I really like it. Mostly because, like, you kill off a character that you don't particularly like that no one really likes and he just and then however though Hannah tries to figure out every time who the murder is and I really like that so this series has been going on since 2023 years with the first book called Ch- chocolate chip cookie murder each book has a key dessert that always happens to be involved with the murder the first book chocolate chip cookie murder is where Ron the, the delivery man for Hannah's milk is shot dead outside Hannah's Bakery. The dessert Ron loved and actually had in his hand before he died were chocolate chip cookies. Now, if you get into the series, let me tell you that this series has a ton of books, 29 so far. It's the longest series I've ever read, but they're great reads. They are really great books. Some of the books do blend together, but all of them have a combined plot to help you figure out more about the characters, the town, and your thoughts on Hannah herself. With that information, you have to read them in order or you're going to get lost in what's happening in Hannah's life. Specifically in the romance department, it takes a ton of work to write several books in a series, let alone 29. And Joan Fluke has done a really good job in writing these series. All right, here it is. The full list of the 29 books. Here it is. The first one to the last one. Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder came out in 2001. Strawberry Shortcake Murder, 2002. Blueberry Muffin Murder, 2002. Lemon mar- meringue Pie Murder, 2003. Fudge Cupcake Murder, 2004. Sugar Cookie Murder, 2004. Peach Cobbler Murder, 2005. Cherry Cheesecake Murder, 2006. Key lime Pie Murder, 2007. Candy Cane Murder, October 2007 novella. Carrot cake murder, a Hanson Swenson mystery, two thousand and eight. Cream puff murder, March two thousand and nine. Plum pudding murder, October two thousand and nine. Apple turnover murder, February twenty ten. Gingerbread cookie murder, October twenty ten. Novella, Devil's food cake murder, February twenty eleven. Cinnamon roll murder, February twenty twelve. Red velvet cupcake murder, February twenty thirteen. Joan Fuchs Lake Aiden cookbook. This is um, a cookbook that contains short story and recipes, and this came out in September 2013. This is pretty cool because this contains the majority of the recipes that she done in the prior books that I just listed off. Now, I really want her to produce another updated version of this cookbook from, you know, more recipes that she has produced in the other following books that I'll mention right here. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Black Blackberry pie murder, February 2014. Double fudge brownie murder, February 2015. Wedding cake murder, February 2016. Who gets married? It must be somebody. It's Hannah that gets married, by the way. Christmas Carol murder, September 2016. Banana cream pie murder, February 2017. Raspberry Danish murder, February 2018. Christmas cake murder, September 2018. Chocolate cream pie murder, February 2019, coconut layer cake murder, February 2020, Christmas cupcake murder, September 2020, triple chocolate cheesecake murder, February 2021, and Christmas dessert murder, October 2021, caramel pecan roll murder, February of 2022, and the next one that's coming out that's coming soon, July 25th, 2023, is the pink lemonade cake murder. These are all the books, 29 of them. This is a long series again, but it is a really great series. Because this series has become so popular over the years, Hallmark has a kind of a subdivision. It's a mystery subdivision. So they do romance, but then they also do a mystery section with their just time. So they decided to make a series into a show. They skipped some books, but they have 28 ideas to choose from for the episodes. Uh, 29 now with the new book coming out soon there's also only been a couple episodes so far but this is awesome series that I also recommend watching but first though I would read the series then binge watch the show with a dessert maybe a chocolate chip cookie I mean come on you can't go wrong with a chocolate chip cookie Jersey Mike's has a great chocolate chip cookie and I love chocolate chip cookies and I might eat I, I probably eat too much of them but that's totally fine sometimes i'm trying to actually reduce it a little bit my consumption of chocolate strip cookies because i think that's one of the big things that i always spend money on It's like if i see a chocolate chip co- cookie anywhere like any restaurant or anything like that i'll spend it so that's just me <laughs> all right uh who is joan fluke so joan fluke is an author a new york times best-selling author now joan fluke this is on her website joanfluke.com About Me page, this is about her, this is what it says. About Joan Fluke, like Candace Swenson, Joan Fluke grew up in a small town in Minnesota where her neighbors were friendly, the winters were fierce, and the biggest scandal was the spotting of unidentified male undergarments on a young window's clothesline. She insists that there really are 10,000 lakes and the mosquito is not the state bird. While pursuing her writing career, Joan has worked as a public... School teacher, a psychologist, a musician, a private detective's assistant, a corporate legal and pharmaceutical secretary, a short order cook, a florist assistant, a caterer, and party planner, a computer consultant on a low defunct operating system, a production assistant on a TV quiz show. Half of a screenwriting team with her husband and a mother, wife, and home maker. She now lives in Southern California with her husband, her kids. There are three dogs, one elderly tabby, and several noisy rats in the headache. We all do. So share the news Joe Flute has baked over 500,000 chocolate chip cookies for fans of her. Ha- Hannah Swenson mysteries series since the series debuted in 2000, not to mention countless pies, cakes, muffins, and other sweets. However, it's not just the desserts that keep readers clamoring to her next novel. Reviewers have long praised Fluke's work, with Kirkus Reviews calling her novel Peach Coblin Murder her tastiest yet. Publishers Weekly said her ha- holiday Hannah Swenson mystery. Sugar Cookie Murder is a delectable culinary rump with wacky and delightful characters. Fluke's Cherry Cheesecake Murder marked her debut onto the New York Times bestseller list in March 2006. And she followed up that success again a year later in March of 2007 with her second New York Times bestseller, Key lime Pie Murder, praised by Published Weekly as yummy. Fluke has developed a charming supporting class all feel like friends by the time the murder is solved so true it's such a great book and it's such a great series and to be able to get these series you'll have to go on barnes and noble amazon books a million or any other store that might have them independent stores might have them good might even have them as well uh but there's a ton of these and you know getting all of them in order it's kind of hard but yeah it's uh it's a really great series all right without further ado let's get into the uh review so i got into these books because a co-worker that i work with at the bookstore read majority of them right and she started that stated that they were great books and to read them i started with the first one and i flew through this one the second one took me a little bit longer so i decided to just listen to that book and then ever since i've uh, the second book, I have listened to the audiobooks for every one of them. And I don't think I've read the the novellas or the ones that she wrote with other people. But the, the main ones, like the the ones that are in the main story, those, those are the ones I, I listened to. Now, I really enjoy this series. All right, I, I flew by the series when I listened to them. And I just kept on listening to them. I couldn't stop. And, you know, it kept me engaged for 20-plus books. It's really hard to do that, especially with a series. Like if you kind of repeat yourself over and over again, it's kind of hard. But for these, they do kind of blend together, but there's different murders, different scenarios. It's all different, and it doesn't really repeat itself. I mean, sometimes, but not really. You know, there it just builds up on each other with character development, plot line, the, the story around the town, etc., so, by listening to the books, I was able to finish this series in about two months in 2022. I just couldn't stop listening to them. Honestly, enjoyed the audiobooks better. So, I recommend listening to them. I read the, the first couple books, or the first book, actually. The second book, it took me a lot longer to read it, so I just listened to it. But, uh, ultimately, I just listened to the, the rest of the books, and I really liked that way a lot better. So, that's what I would suggest is to actually listen to the books overall should you read this series it's a long one but hell yes you should the series has a ton of development murder mystery it's a pg related romance blossoming kind of book and then also you have recipes that you can use on your own time if you uh bake so what more can i ask for nothing this is a great book solid series if you haven't heard it now you've heard it. Now this is a great series, and I highly recommend it. Again, the biggest thing with this series is you have to read each book in order. If you don't, you're going to be confused on what's happening with Hannah's life, what's happening with sorry Mike and Norman. What did I like? Number one, it's female-led. I love Hannah, and I wouldn't like this series as much if it was a guy as the main character. Just be honest with you hannah is just personal funny and a great person and this was a great character choice for one of my favorite fiction characters out there one of the other ones is violet in the fourth wing by rebecca yahoo so i love violet if you have not checked out my review over fourth wing do so because this is my favorite book in 2023 so far and it's only made, may but we'll see i've read so many books so far this year and fourth wing is my favorite one so far Number two, Mike and Norman. I love these two guys. Mike is the detective from Detroit who moved to Lake Eden, And then Norman is the town's dentist. Both have a fling with Hannah and both have proposed to her later on. There's a big romance triangle going on. And the the guys are fine with Hannah waiting on what person she should choose to marry. This is also something I dislike, which I'll talk about soon. What do I not like? Number one, and this is the only thing that I don't like, is that Hannah still hasn't chose who she wants to marry yet, Norman or Mike. It's been over two years, maybe more, in this series. I'm not sure how long it's been. It's been, you know, over a period of time. There's a lot of murders that are happening over, like, several months. So I think it's been, like, probably at least two, three years but anyways, and she still hasn't figured out the person who wants to fully say yes to yet. Maybe in this book, the pink lemonade cake murder. Maybe she'll mention the person that she'll marry, but I don't know. But I think Joan's going to drag it out a little bit longer for us Hannah Swenson lovers to keep on reading for that moment. Pretty soon, I might just end the series if she doesn't announce the person Hannah will marry. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. We've been building up this relationship between Mike and Norman for over two years. And so I'm I'm pretty excited and want to know a little bit more. Like, who is she going to marry? So the TV show, Made from Homework, like I said before, has already made that decision. Hannah chooses Mike in the show. And I honestly want Norman to be the person Hannah chooses from. The only reason is because I think Norman is a better fit for Hannah. He loves cats, funny, and gives all his attention to Hannah when they're together. He also does something to surprise Hannah, which is sweet. A guy should do that. Uh, Norman is something Hannah needs, especially after a bad breakup she had with one guy, not Mike or Norman in this series. And this is actually in the, the wedding book, which I think is the 21st book. But essentially, she gets married to a guy and doesn't do well, and I think... Joan Fluke wanted to put that into the series because she didn't want to decide yet on who Hannah's going to get married. I think that was probably a publisher decision, probably. It's like, uh, you have to have Hannah marry someone. I don't know. But anyways, she put a twist in there. She married someone else, and then now she's still deciding if she wants to marry Norman or Mike. I don't know if she will. I, I just want a decision, ultimately. I just want a decision on who she will marry, if anyone. And that's t- fine if she you know, doesn't marry anyone. And I want her to uh, specifically make that firm decision in one of these books soon. So we shall see. So any lessons? I love this section because you can learn a lot from books, any book, and There's a ton of lessons that you can apply to your life from several books. But then also, second thing is that you're able to learn things that you don't know much about or are trying to learn more about, like sexual assault, domestic abuse, uh, LGBTQ community, etc. And I think that's really important, right? Books provide you a ton of information to learn from. And it's at our disposal, right? A lot of these authors have written for 10 plus years or more to get that book out into your hand. So I think we should respect that as much as humanly possible. Also, reading in general has been linked to improved cognition and then also have been improved to increase your lifespan so why wouldn't you want to read there's a ton of books out there you can read anything and everything you don't have to choose and pick one book you know uh just pick and choose what sparks interest to you and you're gonna learn a lot from those books i'm guarantee it but let's get into the lessons that i learned so number one you got to make the careers align now this is a hard decision right and so i it makes sense that Joan Fluke made Hannah Swenson kind of go into different careers because that's what Joan Fluke did, right? She's gone into different careers and and then now she's a writer. But for me, it, it's just like if you were doing two things that don't really align, it's kind of hard to do the, the one thing that you really are passionate in. And so Hannah loves to bake and is good at it but she has to decide on what she'd rather do. Either that be bake or become a detective. I think baking allows her to think about the case, but it's also a distraction. The crime is also a distraction from her business. Her mind isn't thinking about bailing her business and this distracts from what she's doing each day for her baking store called Cookie Jar. Both careers aren't related and don't work together. And I say this because, like, it's it's hard to go from one area from, you know, doing detective or true crime work to baking, especially if you have your own business, which Hannah has. That's what I'm saying. It's like she has her own business. She has to make those decisions, and it's super hard to make those business decisions be a, uh, a worker that's fully there, you know, if, you know, she's not really fully there if her mind is on a case, right? And I think it's very important for her as the CEO and owner of the the store to be fully there into the, the baking, but she isn't. And I think that's really important is like, you have to have like the careers align a little bit more and they don't really align. And for me, this was the case a couple years ago. So I was going into a career called athletic training, which is like physical therapy. But I was focusing on Johnny's book reviews at the time and viewing books too, so it was like both of them didn't align, and it it provided a lot of distraction for Johnny's book reviews and what I wanted to do with Johnny's book reviews, but also provide a lot of distraction on athletic training. Like I didn't like it was like okay, do I really want to do this? How do I do this, etc. How do I like review books? And I didn't, it didn't really align for me. And honestly, I really was getting burned out with the athletic training profession. I mean, the the pay starting out is horrible, especially once you get a master's degree and you're already in triple figure debt like I am. It just doesn't make sense, honestly. Until the pay increases to seventy grand per year right off the bat, it it's not a good career to go into because now a master's degree is required and it's like, it's definitely not worth it, you know, because master degree, you know, getting a master degree is a lot of money unless you're able to do it that free, which it's far between. That's very, 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 very hard to do. Uh, You have to work full time, everything like that. For me, I didn't do that. And I I think that would have been hard because I already was doing a full-time job with that training. So, I mean, if, they're able to you know the program is allow, able to help you out a little bit that'd be great but again the profession trajectory with the minimum pay it, it fluctuates depending on the state that you go into but starting out it's 40 grand roughly the minimum 40, 40, 40 to 45 and you're getting a master's degree and you're forking over over triple figures in debt it doesn't correlate you'll you paying off that debt will be, like, four-plus years, more, actually. For me, it's taken about five years, right? And so you got to decide specifically on what's going to happen, you know. And, you know, I I made the decision ultimately to change my career. Uh, I did go to get my master's degree and everything like that. It just didn't align. And it just – for me, I was burned out already, and I didn't really like the trajectory with the career. I didn't like the the pay. I didn't like the – Feeling I had with the career, I failed my test twice, and I felt like it was ultimately a, a ton of signs for me to quit. So that's what I did. You know, sometimes you have to do that, and uh, I decided to uh, quit because I was working at a store that I've always wanted to work at. I wanted to work at a bookstore for a long period of time, and I got into the opportunity, right? And honestly, really, it's really hard to get into. Bookstores, and so I I got into the bookstore, and I really want to take that opportunity. And after about the second time, I decided after the second time that I didn't pass the exam for the athletic training career. I decided ultimately it was my the best best decision potentially just to see what happens with the, the manager role. And ever since then, I have never wanted to go back to the career of athletic training, and maybe they'll change i don't know uh the more that i spend at the the bookstore though the the more i have less chance of going into that like career uh athletic training career because again i have to have that experience and i'm going to be very rusty coming back in and a lot of places will not hire me because of that so i'll have to probably do an internship etc and start from ground one Ultimately, it's just, you know, I couldn't do that. You know, that's totally fine. I don't really mind that. But, uh, again, I, I would have to do that after I pay off my debt, which will be in about five years. So, we'll see. But it's been two years since I've t- taken the exam. So, because of that time frame, it's a lot of experience that I have to get back that I have, haven't have done. You know, so I have to do an internship. By the way, that's that's just a, that's my thing. But I started working at the bookstore, and it really aligns with Johnny's Book Reviews. So obviously, you know, like, you know, I review books. Now I'm able to get, you know, books that I, I, I get. I sometimes get advanced reader copies at the store that I work at that I'll just read. Uh, that's how I read Fourth Rig so early by Rebecca Yahoes. Such a great book. If you have not checked out that episode, definitely check it out. But that's how I read that book, and then also I'm able to, you know, see what sells, any books to read, how to make a uh, market a book, you know, and the two things I love work, so together, work together so well. You know, it makes it a lot easier to read and uh, makes it a lot easier to read more books, well, to establish a more consistent reading habit, which has happened over the last two years, specifically working because of working at this uh, store. Uh you know, writing reviews and helping customers. Honestly, it's just a win-win for me. The, the two careers for me align, and everything that happens each and every day is revolved around books. And you know, I couldn't ask for anything more. And if I was in athletic training, one th- one idea would be you know you know at the event or at basketball, whatever it is, and then my other mind will be on books and what I read, etc. And I think there'll be a lot of confusion, a lot of wrestle in my mind, and I think that would actually burn me out a lot more because you know, my decisions each and every day will be going to two different things, right? And I've done that in grad school and it was really stressful. And I really wanted something that aligned with everything. And I really wanted to align everything where I was a bookseller, a book reviewer, and then also an author just all three of those things. And I have been able to do it and it's just wonderful. And if you guys not have checked out my book, check it out on Amazon.com. The link will be down below, but it's seven tips to read more. And all right, I wrote that book because I wanted to establish and provide a lot more tips for everyone on how I've been able to read over 840 days in a row in counting. And I'm going to be hitting a thousand days in a row this year and on each and every day i've read upwards to 100 pages on average every day so yeah it's been crazy journey and that's what i'd say specifically on this so the second thing is over romance so uh number two is waiting it out this is related to romance like i said Uh, she hasn't decided between two men mike and norman who proposed to her Uh, Sometimes it's better to wait it out and see what she feels. She did marry someone in the 21st book, but it was a bad relationship. And this allows Hannah to be picky on the next guy she brings into her life. Which one is she bringing into her life forever, right? Marriage is a huge decision, and choosing the right partner should be the right decision for her. She has dated both men multiple times, and the feeling to marry either will come to her. I think we jump too quickly into a relationship, into a marriage and Hannah makes this mistake with a guy who she didn't know much about. And then from this mistake, she's learned to take it slow and decide over a length of time on the right guy for her. It's a huge lesson because for me personally, in my relationships, I've went into the relationship too fast. Or I went to the relationship thinking and overthinking and not looking at the red flags that were present right in the beginning of the relationship. And then it's been years in the relationship. I'm like, what is going on now? It's we're, we're a little bit more deeper in the relationship. Now I feel like, Oh my God, like it's not right for me to break up with this person, but actually it is. And that's the biggest thing for me is just, it is better for you to break up with the person, right? Because then your thoughts, your feelings are not really toward that person anymore. You know, your thoughts are going away, you're looking at all the things that the person's doing and it's just making the relationship so much worse than it has to be. And so with that, I think the the, thing, the decision has to be like, okay, you should make that decision, right? It's a lot easier to break up before you get married, too. You know the and if you get married and getting divorced might happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it's going to happen, but it might happen. Divorce might happen. Divorce rates actually have increased over the last several decades, but in the last several years as well. But the biggest thing too is the decision over or not whether or not you're gonna marry someone. You know, I think marrying someone is a big decision, right? And what you want through that, you know, deciding to get married might be on the option, but then, you know, maybe you're looking at the relationship and realizing that, you know, we're not really clicking. There's not really things that I'm interested in that you do. Why do we get into this relationship? You know, I think that's a big thing is like you got to reflect on the relationship itself. Really talk with the person, your partner, about the relationship, how we should progress forward with it, how we're going to move forward, and if we're not, if this relationship's not going to get moved forward, if it's not going to resolve the issues we have, then the, the biggest thing and the big respectful thing to do is to politely break up with a person and uh, move on, move on to the next one. And I think also is like not only moving on, but like not moving on too quickly, you know, we always break up with a person and instantly just go to another person. And I think we, some people are afraid of being alone. And for me specifically, I am afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of, you know, having that time to myself. And I think I've been kind of construed to the fact that I need to be in a relationship. for me, it's now realizing if that hap- if that break if that breakup happens, what had what happened and what things can I improve on? What things can I look at for the next relationship, etc. You know, sometimes I look, I bypass some things and it just doesn't work. You know, and that's going to happen. And I'll say specifically that's what I'll say about that idea is uh, relationships in itself is just you know reflecting a lot and figuring out more or less looking at it face on and be like, okay, what's really going on? What can I improve on? What can we prove on? What can you prove on? And how can we move forward? Uh, If not, what's the best option? And I think the better option, the most respectful option is to politely break up so that person can move on. You can move on. You can go on with your time and reflect on yourself on your own time and Kind of figure out what you both have to work on uh, later on with another person. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I know a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a relationship. You know, it's just, you know, we're in this relationship because of one particular reason. Mostly like it could be a physical reason, but will that physical reason carry us through right uh what are the things are we interested in like i think that's a big thing too you know sometimes that physical reason won't be enough and we just have to politely and respectfully say goodbye you know i think for me it's just as we enter a relationship it just can't be all physical you know physical is good in some extent but you know you have to look at the hobbies look at how they communicate to you how you they represent you, uh, everything like that, etc. And I think that's very, very important. But again, relationships have been like kind of a weakness for me. And so I'm still trying to work on that and uh, kind of building it as much as humanly possible. But that's what I have on specifically. And the last one is one of my favorite ones of all time, right? Is where Joan Fluke makes all of the desserts she mentions in the book. I mean, this is flipping awesome right this is this is great so she'll make every dessert she mentions in the book and this is why it takes her so long to write the books you know um sometimes she'll write two books in a year and hopefully she'll be able to write two this year but it takes her a long time because she's making all of those desserts trying them retesting them etc and of course making uh a great series with good characters everything like that it's a lot of work and you know she puts in the work day in and day out just to get this series just right and i love that that's why i love this series so much it's not more like the character development and the the plot you know that's great but also it's that work that she's put in for that character development and plot to get it better right and the the biggest thing for that plot and the one thing that makes the plot and the story so much better is the recipes is what hannah makes and if the author is putting that work to bring those recipes to life that's even better right and it makes the book even more realistic and i really enjoy that i love the work that she has joan fluke has put into to make the the story so much better and you only can do that if if you're actually baking the the recipes and that's what joan fluke does you know she tests every them you know, she taste tests them probably and works a lot on uh, each and every recipe. I mean, come on, she has picked over 500,000 cookies. I mean, she actually does what she's writing about. And honestly, I think Hannah's a lot like uh, young Joanne. And I love that Joanne puts in the work to make those desserts. It's not just writing a book over desserts and having a little mystery to it, right? It's right making the the desserts for fans making those desserts for people and taste test them kind of figure out what other things to put into the food to make it better etc she doesn't only do desserts she also has a couple snacks in there and sandwiches and little the little grab foods little snack foods that she puts in there that makes it that makes it so much better you know and Um, there's a ton of recipes in there and I really want her to do an updated version of the cookbook. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, I want to see the cookbook. I want to see what she has outlined in there and everything like that. So I haven't actually checked out the cookbook and with that, I'm actually going to check out the cookbook, see what she has put in there and everything like that. It's just, it's just wonderful. I think also too, it's like, it's like a cookbook, but with a little flair to it. And that's what I really like. It's like you're able to get all these recipes and everything like that you can try, but you're able to get a story with it. And I think, for me, that story allows me to actually remember a good amount of those recipes and allow me to actually look at those recipes and actually do them. I think that's the cool thing, you know. And um, for me, cookbooks, you shouldn't read a cookbook page to page, right, cover to cover. You basically just pick a recipe and just pick a recipe and make it but for this one you're able to get a story and then you get to choose what recipe you want to make or even want to make all of them i think because these these um foods are in the story and they can make a big impact in the story it makes me want to make all the recipes and i think it's um interesting idea to like a put a cooking touch to it but also put a thing that we we are curiously interested in mystery right true crime and it's it's such a great twist and such a great way to write a murder mystery you know it's just you talk about this idea around baking and then having a crime with it it's just it's just amazing and I'm really glad that Joan Fluke has decided on this series. It's just a creative way to get more people engaged to be able to bake if they want to bake. You know, I've, I've had the um, opportunity of baking some things, and I'm all, I, I've made some great things. And I've actually made homemade chocolate chip cookies once. And, man, that was hard to do, but I had a really, I had a really fun time, actually. I haven't been able to bake in a long time, uh, roughly in a year. But um, my favorite is No Big Cookies. I used to have this recipe memorized, but I don't think I have it memorized anymore. But I used to make a killer No Big Cookie, and I love No Big Cookies. So maybe I'll make some because of this inspiration from this episode. So we'll see. All right, that is my review over the Drone Fluke series, the Hannah Swenson series. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love this series, and I can't wait for the next book coming out July 25th. I'm pre-ordering my copy of a signed copy from Barnes & Noble. Barnes Noble does an exclusive edition signed copy, specifically just for Joan Fluke, and I'm really excited for that, and I cannot wait for that. All right, and thank you guys so much again for listening. And if you guys want to support this channel, you can donate from $1 to $10 per month. It really helps out this channel, this podcast, provide better reviews for you guys and for me to get uh, the books that I need for to review for you. I try to review everything and I or I try to review, read everything and review it for you guys. So, But thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.